0: Hardwired for Life. Welcome to the Hardwired for Life podcast with hosts Jana Rowling and Sharon Luzzi. We are hardwired as humans with foundational needs such as love, creativity, and purpose. We believe in teaching and living foundations of love, family, community, worship, and justice. We live to glorify God while helping people passionately pursue Him, feel valued, and create positive change in their lives. Email us at hardwired365 gmail.com with your risky faith story and we will share them on the air. It's easy. Just answer the questions. One... How did you trust God? Two, did you trust and obey Him? Three, what happened?
1: Welcome Kingdomites. That's Sharon. And that's Jana. Good morning. It's raining and it's April. Yeah. April showers bring May flowers. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. But I thought we already had the super bloom. I don't know. I know, right? It's crazy ex- California. It's
0: my excuse because we're in, yeah, SoCal and, you know, uh huh. It's got there's got to be a reason.
1: I like it. I would never want to live in Oregon, Washington, but this is kind of nice for a change instead of 110 after January
0: 1st. True. And everybody there is saying, I wouldn't want to live where it gets
1: 120. Yeah. I'll take the scorpions, rattlesnakes, and earthquakes any day.
0: <laughs> a true Southern California native. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Don't like them chiggers and tornadoes. <laughs> oh, so this morning, gosh, I think we uh, we're having a little bit of a slow start. But we're going to talk about trust today. Trust, trust, trust. No, I know.
0: See, even my phone has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, I think we're awake too. Gosh, that's a that's a start. But anyway, I'm going to define trust. Uh, it's a noun. It's a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Someone or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always like the example of you trust that the light is going to go on when you turn on the light switch. Sure. Right? The verb, believe in the reliability, truth, ability, or the strength of it. Hmm. And then what caught me was, this was considered archaic in the definition, which I'm like, really? Archaic? They love to bury stuff, right? Here, Here we go. Hope. What? Wait, wait, wait. Say this was again. this was the archaic definition. I hate when they do that cuz usually that's the real meaning of the word cuz they just love to change these things, water them down. I'm all about those old old dictionaries. Hope or expectation. Wow. Wow. Mhm. Yeah. So it's a thing with an action. It's a noun and a verb. Yeah. Okay, and then here's some synonyms. Entrust, assign, commit, give, commend. You'll love this one. Imagine.
0: Imagine.
1: Imagine. For trust, a synonym for trust. Mm-hmm. Believe, assume, presume, or suppose. Yeah, and yeah. even guess which brought to my mind an educated guess and or knowledge of something or someone.
0: And I think of when you trust something, kind of like blind faith. Yes. Would be a guess. You know, sometimes you're guessing. Mm -hmm. You're just
1: like, this is going to work. Well, and you know what just comes up in my mind with that too about the imagine part? Inventing. You're going to, based on all the facts you have at the moment, when you invent something. Right. Well, you think about the little kids out there pounding and doing whatever because they have a certain amount of knowledge. And then, oh, look, it works.
0: Right. hmm And you're trusting in your theory.
1: hmm That you know, you presently have in your brain. Right. Well, that makes sense. hmm Then I went to unbelief. Had to go to unbelief. Obviously the opposite of not trusting. Okay. Don't time out now, computer. This is not the time. So, it has very first definition, and they really didn't have any other ones, which was even more shocking, lack of religious belief and absence of faith. I thought that was really, really, really amazing.
0: Yeah, because they're bringing religion into this. Mm Mm-hmm trust thing for no I mean even the definition didn't bring religion into it
1: no no it didn't even say someone higher than yourself like you would almost imagine yeah. especially since the dictionary's so watered down now you know I mean they're getting better at putting some of this stuff back at least on the internet um I'd love to publish an actual real <laughs> dictionary yes I thought that was quite interesting
0: Wow.
1: Mhm. Yeah, so we ha- we have this uh understanding a lot of times how can I say this? That we talk about faith as it is what we believe, but who do we believe in? So again there's that noun verb association of it's a thing, but then it's used as an action. I wanna say it like that. Yeah. Yeah, here, I'm looking up another one. Um, yeah, there's no other definition here on another site. This is Oxford even. Lack of religious belief and absence of faith. And there's, let's see, another term for disbelief, possibly. Uh, inability is called disbelief. That was the other word. Dis, the suffix is a... Negative one in this case, inability or refusal to accept that something is true or real, lack of faith. Mm-hmm. So, again, they're bringing the religious understanding in here, and they're not, it's not anything else, which I find really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: and so that was for
1: disbelief, which is another synonym for unbelief. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. Then I looked up the Greek words. I didn't go into the Old Testament. Uh, In Romans 11, 30 and 32, and then Hebrews 4, 6 and 11, there's two different Greek words. The one Greek word, if I can pronounce it correctly, is apatheia, which almost sounds like apathy, but who knows? Disobedience. And apistia? Apistia? is distrust the antithesis antithesis to faith
0: that makes sense Mm -hmm.
1: so here we are these words are just like kind of in your face when we finally start to look them up and understand um you know what what we believe i guess really is what i want to kind of get to you know um Mm -hmm. but in in trusting i'm going to read a scripture that Most people probably already know Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now, I picked up about 51 verses for trust. Um, I'm using one that's pretty familiar here. So if we invite God into what we're doing or what's happening He's the one who has the strength and ability to give us the hope in the situation. Yeah. In other words, to me, this is even just by the definitions alone, not doing it by yourself. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. And then I'm going to do another part here. What gets in the way of that? Uh, not, I'm going to say it in two ways. Not knowing God enough, or we need to know God more. Fear. Other people's opinions and lack of knowledge about either the situation or God or how God operates.
0: Right. And we die for a lack of knowledge is what the scripture says. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we trust in a lot of the pastors, preachers, commentators' opinions about what we should or should not believe. And we get ourselves into trouble mm-hmm. because we don't necessarily, many people don't read the Bible, read
1: enough. the Bible, period. Mm-hmm. Right, or enough.
0: Or enough, yeah. And and another thing is reading the Bible from front to back, um, we talked about that with another friend recently, and you get a whole different perspective on God and his character when you read from front to back, you know? mm mm-hmm. And, but we need to trust in what we are hearing from
1: the word. And then of course that's faith too. Right. And the word is Jesus. Right. But that's who God is, is the whole word. But
0: how many times do we trust in
1: ourselves Mm -hmm. over God? Or what we think we know? Sure. Sure. And then His ways are not our ways, so there's times when He asks us to do these crazy things that we think are crazy. Right. But then on the other side, you're like, okay, that was why. Which can be
0: confusing. And then I've heard people, like, where I've been confused, I've heard people say, well, that must not be God because He wouldn't confuse you. And I'm like, I can still be confused about what He's saying. Right. You know, it's not necessarily...
1: Or maybe it's a misunderstanding. It isn't so much confusion. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: That lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. or understanding. And yet I think we need to remember, or something we don't, maybe we don't often think about is the seven spirits of God Mm -hmm. where we're given a spirit of wisdom, understanding, courage and strength and fear of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. You know, like we were given these things and yet we're not using them. Right. If we use them, we'd be a little bit wiser mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. what and who, whom we trust in.
1: Right. And don't you think that's interesting too? The wisdom comes from knowing him. And it comes from fear of the Lord, which we know is reverencing him. Yeah. Which would be obviously believing in him and trusting what he's telling you. Whether we like it or not, or whether we think it's gonna work, or whether it's I love that. Whether whatever. We, whether we think it's gonna work. Right. <laughs> well, we do that as humans. We, we have to do. be honest, like, okay, I don't know about this, right?
0: We do, we do. We're like, I'm just gonna try this. And isn't that the antithesis of the scientific method? We'll try this. Oh, didn't work. We'll try that. Oh, didn't work. We'll try the other.
1: Didn't work again.
0: Didn't work. <laughs> instead of just trying
1: God's way yeah it leads you down a different path I think if we trust ourselves.
0: well and let's talk about the things that we trust in you know as far as I mean we brought up religion or spirituality already but what about relationships
1: right and I think in some ways it, it has to do with trusting the God in them Right. Yeah, I was saying
0: that just recently. I'm like, okay, we have our brothers and sisters in Christ. The Word says, Jesus says, that we're supposed to love them. but Sometimes it's really hard. So we have to remember that it's not, we don't have to like the person. We don't have to hang out with them or anything. But we are called
1: to love them. hmm and that's a that's a difficult call. That's a really difficult call. In the sense of there's boundaries, which is part of love. And grace. You need a lot of grace. We need grace for ourselves because we're not perfect and we have issues or we're still trying to work out whatever it is. And it, it's kind of like, you know, the relationship with God, the vertical and then the horizontal.
0: Right. Well, we had a situation just recently where and I know y'all have had this, so don't be dissing on me or anything. I'm just being honest here, transparent. Um, where we were in a, a prayer-type worship situation, and this one lady was bugging me. Like, everywhere I was, I, I would move, and the next thing I know, she'd be talking to someone, and they were close enough that I could hear. And I'd move again, And then the next thing I know, she'd be talking to someone and they were right next to me and I could hear. And I was, I just wanted to worship, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, why are you doing this? You could talk after. Mm -hmm. How about that? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I finally had to just like get frustrated and then go, okay, love the things inside of her that are God. Love the fact that she is here. Love the fact that, you know what I mean? Like I had to tell myself Jana, stop being so mad at this person for whatever reason. She needs to talk and Mm -hmm. ignore it and, and move on, you know, but I was really, I let it frustrate me before I caught hold of it and decided to change my thinking.
1: True. And I think what happens is sometimes in that situation, like if it's a worship situation, you go in and you're vulnerable yourself and tired and who knows what else. And you're just trying to focus and then there's interruptions. I I had to bite my tongue because I almost went up to
0: her and said, "Hey, we are trying to worship here, you know." And I I had to I took a step toward her even, mm-hmm. and God stopped me. Whoop. So I was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> then you fix it. No kidding. It's true. <laughs> well, no, it's hey. <laughs> oh my God! I understand. You know, and had I been maybe if I had been the leader of the group, I might have said something. But I wasn't. I was there. You know, just like her. So um, it wasn't the time or place, but man, I had to let that go. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's talk another verse here. Uh, this is Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. And let's see what happens when we trust God. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream, and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. So there's the blessing of it. Um, Sometimes those things are easy to say and hear, but when you're going through stuff that becomes, sometimes those, those things become at the back of your brain However, I do know sometimes that quoting scripture, even though we don't see immediate results, um, bring it. Not that it's witchcraft and God's a slot machine, but we're supposed to remind him of his word. Um, I've done those things. It's like, what about this? What about that?
0: Yeah, it it gets hard. I mean, I would love to always, always throw out the statement I trust God because we know logically we're supposed to Mm -hmm. you know but when we really think about certain parts of our life it can be really difficult we can say we trust him but we really don't we have to get honest with ourselves and you know I yeah I've had a hard time with this one lately just the more the more doctors' visits I go to and the more tests I have to do and stuff like that, it's, it gets harder and harder to trust God
1: with what He's doing mm-hmm. in in life, right? And I, I think if we're all real about it, we all have the fear of not coming out good on the other side of whatever it is. <laughs> yeah And there's components there about learning more about God letting God be the glory in the sense of he will get the glory for let's say getting you out of a mess if you will not that we created the mess but things can happen to us that aren't anything we did we're not even guilty of of the crime or what was going on in those situations Um, let me read another one here this is an interesting one too in these ways commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established So it's a blessing. It's about work and planning. So often we think, okay, I'm going to do this and whatever. Well, you know, God may make a lane change for you. Mm -hmm. And there's the trusting. Like he knows the desire of your heart, but he knows maybe what will get you there the fastest, let's say, or the way he wants it to go in the sense of it's beneficial for you. So I, I had an instance where that happened. I was in the process of getting a job and I had certain circumstances going on. So there was one down the street I could have walked. It was a manager of a chiropractor's office. She was downsizing. Um, Christian lady and her husband owned this chiropractor's office and wanted me to be the manager. She offered me the job. The money was okay, but like no benefits except for chiropractic care. So the Lord goes, look around the office. I'm like, okay. Well, it was really nice, but it was too perfect. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. And then she was downsizing from three people to one. So I would have been the one with the burden. Right, yeah. And it was too much control because the office was too perfect. Right. So in that, when I got the job I was supposed to have, I had a weight and I had the pressure of people like weighing on me in this particular situation in my life, which was my children. Actually, I was feeling bad because I was getting divorced. I had worked, I ran a business and all those other things. That wasn't the point. We just had a huge different situation. So they were upset. Like, Oh my God, you do. What do you mean? You're not going to take the job. So we have people's opinions swaying us.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm like, this is not the job. So not too much longer later, I think it was a few weeks I got a job in a medical clinic, which is multidisciplinary, multi-physician. And in it, it took care of my needs because I could actually pay for the doctor bills there. And they were discounted for my children or myself if we needed it. And on top of it, there was a woman there who gave me $10,000. Nice. So he, my not being able to foresee this was that...
0: Right, so you had to trust that even though the other one
1: seemed like it could work. Yeah, just like walk down the street. And right. Yeah. So I think what's really hard is we have to trust even though we can't see, if you will, or we can't see the whole thing.
0: And then there's the other side where God does show you the more of it, more of the True. picture. True. And... and you know, you have to make decisions to still, to trust that in the end, it's all going to be, uh, it's going to work out for his good.
1: Um,
0: that can be hard,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, like for that, that's the situation that I'm in, you know, I'm being asked to trust him and, um, but I know what's coming. <laughs> and right. It's, it's like, can't I just get off this train that I'm on, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the trusting gets difficult. It's not that I fall out of trust with him. It's just the, the certain details. I, it's hard to trust in the details, like the doctors or their their opinions and diagnoses. Yes. You know, it's like, or plan of action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, are we really going down this road? You know, and, um, that the only thing that you can do is to stay as close as possible to God. Yes.
1: Yes. I think we're, we're doing this podcast, especially because those steps, if you will, to trusting him, uh, Again, we talked about what gets in the way. Other people's opinions are really the hardest, and that's where you need boundaries as a person to trust God. Often, if you're really walking closely with Him, you're not going to be doing what everyone else is doing. You're not going to be on the same path. You're not going to look the same if you're really walking with Him. And often, you'll start losing friends over that trusting Him and and different things, your life will change. That's when change comes in. And I think that in that sitting, that's when we're starting to understand more of him. Um, And it's relational, it's relationship. It's not about, well, I can perform this or that, you know, in in a religious way. That's not what it was about. That's what Jesus' whole issue with the Pharisees was. Well, we have five fence laws, So we won't break break your commandments, but we're going to make all the people follow it. And then we're going to do what we want. So that relationship is crucial in trusting him. And I remember I used to read on all the dead revival guys, I call them the dead guys. And I believe it was either Reese Howell or Wigglesworth. And in the day, a man wearing a hat was super important. They didn't go out without a hat on. And the Lord told him to walk around without his hat on. But he had to be obedient to the opposite of the culture. So that's a thing to look for too. I think that's a huge thing is, are you following culture? Are you following your family's traditions? When you're trying to trust God because he's so opposite of, often of those things. So that was really the most of what I wanted to talk about.
0: You know, it brings up for me, um, the definition of insanity, you know, it's oh, like yeah. just because we do it this way, and we've always done it this way, this is the way we should do it today. And you hear it in business a lot, you know, where, especially in a, a growing or a changing business, you know, policies and procedures need to change along with it.
1: I'm glad to hear you say that. I like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and, and it's difficult because... A lot of people are like, but this is the way we do it, you know, and then you have to go against that and, um, it could cause problems. True. (laughs) It could cause a lot of problems, but if you have a, a trusting relationship with your team, Mm -hmm. it can also be very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, just because you can't trust in what was done yesterday and you've got to change it. it. And I think it prepares you for other parts of life. Um, I was a, a program director at, a, at an art college, and we were growing so fast that we had to change every day, every week. We could, what we did last time couldn't work again.
1: Ah, like we the new got, season we're in. Go ahead. We
0: got so tired. Like I got tired mm-hmm. after four years of constantly changing how I did things. You know, it's like, can't we just stick to one thing? But that's what the college needed to do at the time. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, was to we needed to change with it, or we were going to sink,
1: right? You know, yeah. And just on not doing your business, your industry. If you think about, because it was a lot of advertising, how fast these companies did change, change it up to get people's attention to stand out, if you will, in in that regard too. That's really interesting. Wow. Yeah, I think too, that's a huge thing is change should be representative when you're trusting God. There should be change. Yeah. There because He's trying to grow you, growing. What do you do when you grow? Think I have a daughter carrying twins right now. She just gave me a second sonogram and you can see the little babies' faces, and we couldn't see it a couple weeks ago. We just saw these little blurbs barely in the in the screen on in utero. And they're going to change. The baby turns into a person and, you know, all those adolescents, you know, taller adolescents and, and all the physical changes. And it should be that way with our faith too. Should change. It shouldn't look the same after a little while.
0: <laughs> what a crazy analogy because... Okay, yeah, that's a crazy analogy because babies, children,
1: mm-hmm.
0: grow so fast. Yes. And they grow daily. And... Yeah, what they did yesterday, they they can do more the next day. Yeah. And um, parents who are willing to go with it, I think, have a better time. Um, but how often do we see or experience people in faith that are changing and growing? Yes. They're not moving at all. They're used to the same old, same old... This. This formula for a sermon has worked in the past. Therefore, it will work tomorrow. And it's, it's just interesting. I, I think it's the pastors and teachers who know this and are willing to be lifelong learners and willing to, um, to teach a new thing. And they have to trust that they're hearing God on this new thing. I don't know how many times I've stepped out as an instructor, you know, a professor or, or even teaching, um, well, whatever, teaching whatever that you're just like, okay, this is what God is showing me to teach. And you just have to trust that it's going to be received by the students, um, without too much rebellion, you know, like sometimes you have to get people past their status
1: quo. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, uh, not changing becomes very comfortable, so you can go on autopilot. It reminds me of that. Um, what was that
0: Greek word for? It was a, a pol, a, It sounded apath- like apathy.
1: I know apathethia or something Apat- strange. Apath- I know I'm so apath- bad.
0: Um, which I'm I'm sure it comes from, or apathy is a root word in there somewhere. But that's what happens: is people become apathetic to to life and to God. You know, and I don't know. It's if it's because they, they just don't have a close enough relationship with him. You know, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's probably the answer there. Um, because when you have a close relationship with God, and you don't feel like changing, oh, He'll let you know.
1: Oh, I know. You know, whether you, you like it or not.
0: You yeah, you kind of have no choice. Um, which is beauty. That's beauty in in the relationship. Um, but. I guess if you don't know him very well and you're ignoring him, he's going to ignore you too.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, and I think that's the thing. I think unfortunately we become very into institutionalized and commercialized in our thinking as far as God in the way that we attend church. Relationship is only now becoming more important in a lot of Christian circles, if you will, which is what God desired in the garden that's what happened in the garden was relationship not all this well we got to get up and have a play and a skit and a song and a this and a that and everything's just becoming performance and has been it has nothing to do with developing your god relationship right yes there's certain people teaching the word and all that don't get me wrong i know that but as a whole we failed in relationship and we're afraid of it Um, people are afraid of intimacy whether it's because of your own parental upbringing or anything like that that's relational there's so many things that get in the way Uh, it's just like having a relationship with your spouse or your best friend are you taking that time are you being intimate are you being vulnerable so those are a lot of things people emotionally are going to stay away from
0: you know and I have to I have to make a little correction here I said that if you're lazy with God, he'll be lazy with you, basically is what I said. And I think that we need to remember, though, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will keep tugging on your oh, yeah. heartstrings. Absolutely. You know? um, but honestly, I think that a lot of this, a lot of what you just said is because we have a better relationship with Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, the church in many ways has finally said, okay... We need to be filled with the Spirit, baptized with the Holy Spirit. And once you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. yes, He's working on convicting you. Yep. He's changing you. He's growing you.
1: Yep.
0: And um, and then the challenge becomes that if you get lazy, you're going to be held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we will grieve Him. And that's not what we want to do, according to Scripture, is to be messing around with grieving Holy Spirit. Because that's the one thing that we, the word says, we will not be forgiven.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're accountable. Yeah, we are. We've been given an amazing gift of Jesus's death on the cross. However, we often are stuck at the cross.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're stuck. I want to write a book on that. Stuck at the cross. That's my title already. I've had it for years in my head. I haven't got to the book yet with everything else. But yeah, yeah. It it's just a matter that the focus needs to be greater needs to be larger. Um, One time I was fussing at the Lord at a service and I was on the floor face down about something that was going on. And he very quietly said to me in his wonderful way, I have been misrepresented. And I went, Oh, I get it now. I get it now. So he was being still loving towards the people because I'm, throwing a fit over there going did you because i was complaining like when are you you know when are you gonna fix it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah absolutely so the trusting yes it can be hard because we're used to certain things and i think when you're in fear mode too you constantly stay on this very isolated track of not venturing out somewhere with the lord um I hear. I don't know. I'm hearing this right now. I hear people going, "But you don't know my situation." Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, should I know another podcast in some of my situations? Right. You don't want to bring up whatever, but it was still learning about how God operates, how He'll protect you, He works it out in your favor, He works it out for your good, um, and we're going to get persecuted by other people when we're walking closely with him too and trusting him so all the more you need to guard that relationship with god
0: yeah you know we just did a, a series of a podcasts on pain and suffering mm. and so if you haven't listened to those um go back and do that because pain and suffering is part of this walk. this whole thing yeah it's part of our walk it's part of our as we walk out our salvation and, and the scripture says that it's going to happen. And yet we, and we fully understand how hard it is to trust God when you're in the middle of pain
1: mm-hmm. of any know? kind of any kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so we understand, yes. you know,
1: and I think honestly, that was one of the things people have told me. It's funny. They never really ask me about my testimony. It's, I always find that highly interesting But then when I'm talking to people who something has happened to me and I'm ministering to them, if I happen to say something, which is almost never, it's pretty rare, they'll go, Oh, I would have never known that. Or they'll say something positive like, well, you don't judge me or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay. Meaning when you embrace those things and God is working in you, he, in our weakness, he's made strong. And that's where the grace comes in so that we can pour out on other people. And that's a hard one. That's hard for us to comprehend.
0: It is. It's very In difficult. the
1: suffering, it's very, very hard. Yeah. But, um, yeah.
0: But the journey is... Okay, so I'm saying this coming from a place where I'm kicking and screaming and don't want to trust God. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this. Is that... There's beauty in the trusting, there's life in the trusting, there's a story beyond any story you can imagine in the trusting, and we just need to trust in that, you know, that God has our best interest in mind, and the best interest of His kingdom, and His bride, and He will finish what He started.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, that sounds really large to some people that might be listening. However, we're here to tell you we're on the far side of what we've gone through. Um, maybe not completely finished for either one of us. However, you can trust him.
0: Yeah.
1: Even though it doesn't always feel good or look right. Or
0: Yeah, and, and I would say that, you know, even for myself, Sometimes we need to take a look at our ability to trust, look at those scriptures that talk about trust, and sort of reignite our trust in, in Him so that our walk can become hopeful and full of belief again.
1: I know, and it's interesting, that scripture, and I'm paraphrasing again, but, but hoping in His glory which is his goodness. It's his manifested goodness right. is what glory is. And we can't even comprehend that either. Right. We can't. So, so what do you think?
0: I don't want to think right now. I just, <laughs> I'm like, I think I just need to uh, trust. <laughs> okay. I think yeah. I
1: want to pray here. Okay. All right. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So Father, for everyone listening today, I'm imparting the trust, factor, the trust that people can believe in you and have faith in you, and your ability and your strength and your promise and your hope. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We just impart that to everyone, listening right away or some other time down the line. Thank you, Father. precious Holy Spirit thank you Lord as we're sitting here the doves are cooing and that's one of my hope and trust um, pictures is the doves every time I hear the doves he says it's okay it's going to be okay So we're just waiting on the Lord and the Lord is saying don't forget about his love he's crazy about all of you he's also saying that in that trust he unfolds his love for us and there's really nothing at all just as scripture states that can separate you and him so spread the word be you share you Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, and amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Please visit our website at hardwiredforlife.com. Plus, we now have a Patreon account where we offer free PDF booklets that we've written, premium content, and exclusive access to the first module of our Foundations of Love online course, all for becoming a patron for as little as $5 per month. Production and editing done in-house at Hardwired for Life. Music by Alexander Nakaranda at Degenerate Blues.